keep it 300 like the romans 300 bitches where the trojans baby be living in the moment i've been a menace for the longest but i ain't finished i'm devoted and you know it and you know it what it is, everybody. Welcome to episode 86 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favorite sack of shit. Connor McDuff! What's up? Yes, you little cunts. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Weren't sure where you were going to go with that. I, w I was unsure, and then I just went for the, the, big, old, the big old cunt word straight yeah, off the bat. So, sorry, mum, if you're listening. Well, you can... <laughs> now you know that what to expect from our shit. That's pretty much it. Fucking 86 episodes in, bro. You should know by now. Let's be real. But hey, this week we are reviewing something a little bit different. Thank fuck. Not a superhero film this week. No. Thank fucking Christ. We reviewed uh, a sequel to a mainstream comedy instead. Bad Neighbours 2. Or Neighbours 2 Sorority Rising, as it is in the States. And obviously they couldn't call it Neighbours here because of the highly popular soap opera TV Neighbors. show running on Channel 10. So they called it Bad Neighbours, which I still think is a fine name. It doesn't really make a big difference to the film, let's be honest. It's the same shit. Well, it doesn't either, but like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about all these bad titles. Like, yeah. I, I really like Bad Santa because that's a fucking fantastic film and... I don't know, that's that's where I remember back to this sort of happening. But then we have things like Bad Teacher, that Cameron Diaz yeah. fucking weird movie that I've... It's like, a, it's like an easy generalization. I don't know, that's where titles are going though. Like, I was taking the piss the other day because you, when you... If you go down to like Khan or the, fil the short film circuit, every fucking film, every indie film is a one word title. Yeah. And it's just always like only slightly relevant, like... Reservance and observance and <laughs> fucking and just like just all this shit and I'm not saying the films are bad but fuck that is just that is where it's like as simple as possible. Oh, well, it's hard hell. to come up with a title these days. Like you know, you and me both do, uh, you know, our own yeah. little films and stuff. And it's hard to come up with with original shit. I remember trying to come up with like a name for a band as well, and it was like the hardest thing ever because every motherfucker has tried you know, tried to make a band or tried tried their luck at making a short film or something like that. And the, and the names are all out there and it's hard to not double up these days. Yeah, no, I understand. But I just feel like, it, you know, I you put a bit of fucking effort into it. For it is. Sake. Like, I, I don't know. Like, Bad Neighbours is like, I even to me, I feel it's like Seth Rogen would probably come up with something better on the spot. <laughs> yeah, true. He's, he's Seth Rogen is just so fucking funny, by the way. Yeah, life. Seth Rogen is... is my bud. I like to think that he's like my best friend yeah. because I feel like I've, I've watched all his buddy, buddy movies and I feel like he would be a really good dude to be mates with. So he Seth Rogen. He smokes a lot of weed. So yeah, I'm sure which he'd be I, pretty calm. I do. I, I don't know. It's a bit silly with that, but we'll talk about that during this movie. But just generally, he's just a cool guy. I think he's a cool guy. So Seth, you should come around, man. We'll play some video games. Hang out. Yeah. Well, how did you feel about the first Bad Neighbors? Mate, I love the first Bad yeah. Neighbors. I actually went back and rewatched it. I um, I, I said it last week, but I, like I feel like Seth Rogen, I've kind of grown up with him during his career, like where he went as as he started to get big. Like Knocked Up was pretty much like his biggest. Um, you know, that's where he sort of really his hit big the film. big scene. Yeah, and which is a fantastic film. I love Knocked Up and. 
I was kind of in a situation like his character where it's around times where my friends were starting to have babies, whether they be mistakes or not mistakes, that it was starting to happen. We were getting out of the, you know, young person stage and, and becoming young adults and shit was happening yeah. that I wasn't sure I was too happy about. And then Bad Neighbors comes along and it's at a time where my friend's are definitely having babies. People are going and buying houses. They're doing all this, the things that this young, you know, this young married couple are doing. And like, it's just very relatable in terms of, I think the best thing about Bad Neighbors in particular is it's really aimed at those, like, you know, the early 30 somethings that are in this thing. They're not ready to be adults yet, but they're, they're, you know, they're trying their hand at the family life and the house and all that sort of thing. But yeah. they don't believe that they're adults, which I think is a, is a, a, a true representation of at least adults. my generation. Because, like, I'm a big kid. You've seen my house. <laughs> and, fucking nice. And I'm, like, I'm not ready to fucking do any of that shit. But it's also, you know, they've got the, you know, the younger cool kids next door. They're too, they're too old to be a part of that world as well. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's like this weird limbo that I think a lot of people around my age, at least, uh, are feeling. So that makes it really relatable. And that's, that's the thing I really like about Bad Neighbors is it, it's, yeah, it's a gross-out comedy. It's a stoner comedy, but fuck, it has a, so much heart. And that's yeah. generally what comes with, you know, a Seth Rogen film. Yeah, and I mean, at the same time, it also hits that market of, you know, the same stoner comedy market that it's always hit. Just exactly. simply because because it's about a frat and like I can watch it as a 19 year old and be like, fuck yeah. Like this is, this is cool as shit. That's exactly right. And it's, it's, it's quite smart in what it is. It's, yeah. And I mean, obviously it was successful enough to stem off this fucking sequel, which we should talk about. Yeah. I don't know if I, I, I wasn't really sure if it would get a sequel. I, like I didn't yeah. think it was that big of a hit, but apparently it made quite a bit of money. Yeah. I think it was a lot bigger overseas. Yeah. Cause I, I remember like, you know, I was working at Birch with you at the time up in Gold Coast. And I remember it being successful, but generally any comedy on its opening weekend is quite successful um, with at least like, you know, on the Friday and Saturday nights, you're getting packed out cinemas generally. But did you know that they only just started filming the, the sequel, the one we're about to review on the 31st of August last year? Are you serious? That is a fucking quick turnaround, man. It's a pretty. It's got some pretty big set pieces in there as well. Yeah. Fucking hell, they pretty much ripped this. Wow, that's impressive. Holy I, shit! Like I, I knew like they churned it out in the studio system, but Jesus, that's pretty quick. I don't know mm. if that's standard, but that's fuck, man. I've been trying to get a film made for like the last few years. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, look, let's jump into the story. Basically, this one follows uh, Zeth Rogan and. Shit, what's her name? What's her, what's the actress's Burn. name? Yeah, Roseburn, whatever the fuck. Um, basically, there's... Mac and Kelly, I believe, are the characters. But it's, yeah, instead of Kelly and, yeah, whatever. The, the two old people want to move out from the house, even though... <laughs> I resent that was, comment. <laughs> ...was about them moving in. And so they go to move out, they sell the house, realise it's an escrow, which means if anything goes wrong in a period of 30 days, they're fucked. And they already bought their other house. And then they find out that a sorority is moving next door and the sorority throws crazy mad parties. And basically it's another war against these guys to get them to move out. And the whole thing ends with the sorority actually end up liking the, 
Zeth Rogen and Rose, whatever the fuck, always Roseman Pike. Is that it? Roseman. No, it's Rose Byrne. Is that it? Yeah, Roseman oh. Pike's the Gone Girl chick. All oh, right, Rose Byrne and they're fucking pals, and they end up renting out the house, and so they become landlords, and that's the end. And Zac Efron, the whole ta- whole way, just wants to be valued, and he finally gets to feel valued, finds his dream of hosting gay weddings. <laughs> that's it but the like the thing is he swaps sides in this one he's on on the old people side yeah time. which was fucking great I want to talk about that first of all the first one Zac Efron and Zeth Rogen are you know they're against each other the whole way through the film but in this they're working together for the majority of it and it's fucking awesome I loved it well I don't know actually first before we go into that I, I just want to bring up because at the end of Bad Neighbours they kind of made up like, yeah. you, if you remember, he's work, uh, Zach Efron's working at Abercrombie and Finch or whatever with his shirt off, just being a model out the front. And Seth Rogen comes up and, and does it with him, takes his, his, his shirt off. And it's like they, they sort of bro out. But yeah. that's kind of forgotten at the start of this film when, you know, Zach Efron runs over to the house and, and he's there and he sees him. And it's kind of like, oh, it's sort of like this weird tension between them that I was like, why is that still there? That shouldn't be there judging by the end of Bad Neighbours. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out. I mean, like, I feel like it just comes from that resentment because you see that whole scene where he basically feels like his life is turning to shit. Which I, I think, think... I really like what they've done with Zac Efron's character in here. I think it's a, a, a really true representation of where somebody like that would end up. Like, you know, all yeah. his friends have moved on and they've, like... You know, one's getting married, one's got a really good job, one's whatever. Like, they're all valued, like you said. And most people would probably go through a point where they're like, shit, am I, what am I doing with my life? And what am I, and it's a great follow on from the last one, which was like two years ago, which, you know, there would have been some people there who are around the same age. And now, two years on, this exact same thing might be happening. So, there again, another relatable sort of content. Yeah, no, it's really good. I think, I think when it comes to it, like the way it links to the prior one, it's pretty well done. You know, one of the things that I always have a problem with with sequels is the structure. Like when it's not an obvious sequel, like the superhero genre is pretty much fuck sequels and the bum. But you know, something like this, like a film that didn't need a sequel and it gets mm. one. And you kind of always wonder how the fuck are they going to pull this off. And I really enjoyed it in this. And I thought one of the things they they did really well was kind of maintain a similar structure, but still had it different enough for it to be good, like funny the whole way through. Yeah, that's right. They were able to continue on the story of these characters, yet keep that structure like by bringing them into a similar situation, yeah. especially where now Zac Efron has to come over onto... Seth Rogen's song. And that's one of the best parts about it is that, you know, Zac Efron now being like a, a part of the other, of, you know, that they're working together. And I think the reason it works so well is because even throughout this film, Zac Efron is basically like the big player. Like he's awesome the whole way yeah. through it. He's fucking great. It is. He's- and like, like, let's, like, we've talked about how much we love Seth Rogen, but Zac Efron yeah. is, is a fucking a marvel. Like, yeah. for one, he's sculpted like a fucking god. <laughs> Yeah, there is like it is ridiculous how ripped that motherfucker is. It's just crazy. He has also got really good comedic timing and like hearty acting chops. Like this guy is great. I think he's the whole package. He's fantastic. I reckon he's fucking awesome. Like I remember hating him when I was like twelve because of high school. High school musical. (laughs) But like 
he's fucking great. Like, he's just pulled out all the, you know, he's been in some really good shit lately. And this is a good start for him. Like, uh, uh, Channing Tatum did the same thing. They were in tween movies and then they broke away by being in like a big fucked up comedy. And it worked really well, and this is the same. And he's just really fucking good. And in this one in particular, too, he stands out to me comedically because he just delivers some really good lines and does some really funny shit. Well, I think especially in this one because we, you sort of, you're on his side in this one, yeah. so you feel a bit. He's not the bad guy in this one, so it's a little bit easier to to get into his shoes. So definitely, I I agree. I think he's fantastic, and the two of them together are such a perfect contrast. Like they're still two. It's it's the magic of two bros can be whatever. It doesn't matter who you are. Like Seth Rogen is a big slob of a guy, smokes a heap of weed. He's old, has fucking, uh, you know, babies, whatever. Zac Efron is the perfect specimen. Fucking is young as hell, but they have found something to unite over. And that's, and that's like a beautiful thing. I think it's cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's really awesome. And like the way Seth Rogen is teaching Zac Efron, like life lessons is awesome. Yeah. Too. yeah. I really like that. Just that bit where he's like, so what do you got planned for the rest of the day? And so Efron's like, oh, you know, I'll uh, wake up, uh, you know, and, you know, play, get, eat, play a few video games on play, my phone. Play some games on my phone and then I'll just walk around until, I'm, until I get tired and then I'll probably fall asleep in my car. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't know, that made me really sad. That was the point where I was like, I don't ever want to be in that life. I don't want to be like, that, ever. no. Yeah. <laughs> But you do, you feel really sorry for him because it's, it's rough. Like I, like I know because, and, and you'll probably go through something similar. This is fucking me doing the Seth Rogen thing now, but like, you know, we've, we've chosen, you know, the life of a fucking filmmaker. So yeah. we are taking a different path to most of the other people in the world because most people are fucking uh, smart and actually go and get well-paying jobs that are, you know, consistent. Whereas we, you know, we do what we want because we, we're, we're happy and want to do this thing. But a lot of my friends have gone on early and got good trades and are getting good money. They've bought houses, like I said, having kids and all that sort of thing, which is great because that's what they want. But I, I remember there was a point that I went through where I felt I was like, fuck, am I falling behind? <laughs> you know, like what's going on? And, and you start to feel like it's like Zac Efron does, like... Um, like, I don't think there was ever a time where I didn't feel valued, but yeah, that's he has a big it pretty part. fucking horrible. So it's, it's like I, I keep saying, it comes back to easily relatable things and it makes you really just feel for these characters. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I think on another note as well, like comedically, they just, it all comes together. And I think Rose, Rose Byrne is fucking awesome in this as well. Like she's so, so fucking funny. Like, did you really think really? Good. See, I, I, I don't awesome. know. I don't, I don't think she was as funny in this one as I, as she was in the first one. I think she was brilliant in the first one, like really, really funny. But I, I don't know. I felt it was a little bit forced in this one. Like she's still funny. Like I still had a few yeah. chuckles. But it's, I don't think it's so much her, but what she was given to work with. I, I don't think yeah. the jokes were as... Maybe, maybe good. for me then, because I don't really remember the first one too much, but I just like, I think more realistically, I just really enjoy the relationship Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne share in this film, because it's yeah, so... They've got a cool relationship where they're just like besties. 
Yeah, like they yeah. they're just like best mates and they just stick up for each other the whole way through the film and it just makes me so because they're so such fucking losers. Like they're assholes. They are just assholes. <laughs> um, and like it's just so funny to watch them like when they're trying to get the dean to shut down the sorority. Yeah, that, that was like, funny. That was and when she's like, let me change your mind. She just puts the money in the yeah. drawer. She's like. So she's I, like, do we have a deal? No. Yeah, I think that I was like that. my my favorite joke of hers. I think that was the yeah. only one that really stood out for me. But there was, I don't know, there was a few other times where I was kind of like, oh, that it just felt awkward to me. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. It was like they were pushing it. They had such a good mix in the the first one. But that relationship is still there, so it's charming. I do have a question, though. Why are they leaving that house? So... Apparently, it's because they, you know, they're having another kid and they want a bigger house. That house is yeah. fucking huge, massive. Why do they need another house? I don't know. I can't. I can't remember. But I think it's just for the other kid. I'm pretty sure that was. The I'm, I'm fairly sure it is as well. But that makes no sense. It's. I. I don't know if that's like an American thing. Like that house is too small now because like. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. I thought the whole reason that they would be moving would be because, of. The you know the new assholes. the new yeah. Yeah, kids next door being assholes, but that then I realized that the bay like they are selling the house before that actually happens. So I don't know. It's a bit that's a bit of a weak thing, considering how massive that house is. Yeah, well, I mean, like obviously with a comedy, I'm, my whole concern is just going to be on comedy, and I think one of the funniest parts of this for me was just Seth Rogen as well. To be honest, he's just so fucking funny. The lot, like he's, his delivery is so on point throughout this whole film. I thought he was great. When he ends up in Australia, and he goes, "I'm gonna do the bridge climb, and then I'll go home." Like I don't yeah. know why. Fucking, I laughed so much when that happened. I didn't. Um, I didn't think that. I didn't think that joke was very good though. Like the whole texting thing. I. I. I felt that was a bit weak. Like, you know what? Him is, being in Australia was funny. Like definitely. Yeah. I don't know about like the texting. Like. It's, it just seems a little bit crazy that they would go so nuts over things. Yeah. Like, I, I understand you would start to panic if you got, like, a weird text message from your other, like, your your wife or girlfriend or, or something like that. But they live in the same house. <laughs> so, it's not like they can't... That was weird as fuck, yeah. ...find me. each other. Like, why, why would he panic so crazy that he would fly to Australia? You know what I mean? Like, it, it was sort of like a cool build-up and the gag in Australia was funny, but there was, it didn't have enough legs in the middle to make sense. I, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that self like texting jokes are so fucking overused in, in modern comedies as well. Like they do it like Chloe Grace Moretz's character that the whole sorority, they're all texting to vote Zac Efron out at that point. Oh, I didn't uh, mind that. I thought that was quite funny. I didn't really like it too much. I don't know. I'm just over it. Like I don't like the, uh, the overdone texting in films. I think it's kind of frustrating. Well, that one worked for me because of just how swift it was. Like, it was literally within the time that he said a sentence. (laughs) They'd already all gone to a vote and, you know, discussed that he was too weird. They needed to get rid of him. Yeah. And he's kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, even now, now he's too old. Like, he's he's older than than the the quick texter generation i guess i don't know what did you think of chloe grace moretz i like chloe grace moretz and anything i think she's a fantastic actress and um i really like where she's come from and how she's been consistently strong in every performance she's in no matter what the movie is or how you know what she's given she is always good like i I just watched the fifth wave the other day which is a ratchet movie but she was fantastic fuck i hate that film (laughs) 
<laughs> it was not good. Fucking so bad. <laughs> and I like what she did, but I, I don't really know about the character. I, I like what they're trying to do here. Like, I think this is yeah. a very clever film in where it's trying to go, but it feels a little bit disjointed. It's like they're, they're trying to be very progressive, like yeah. with, you know, well, one, the they, um, Franco, um, Dave Franco being gay, coming out. It's not yeah. a joke. It's, yeah. not, it's not a joke in this movie, which I think is fantastic. It's just, it is what he is. It's and gay. it's And it makes sense for his character because like, you know, he had some. He he kind of came across as a little bit gay in the in the first one. So yeah. it's like it makes sense that he came out of the closet, and everybody's cool with it. It's not the butt of a joke. It was yeah. just it. They handled it really well, and I and I think that's fantastic. And then, like the whole the whole message in this movie is that you know girls are being put into a, a typecast, especially college girls, that they, you know, if they want to be in a sorority, there has to be a certain way that they can do things and fucking whatever. And these girls, they just want to party like frat guys, which is cool. Like, they're going to go out and they're going to do their own thing. But it's, it's like, just a little, it's not quite as strong as it could be. Yeah, no, I agree. I think one of the things they do is they kind of force it a little bit too much. Like, they try and take the piss... Sometimes they're like, oh, you know, we're being progressive, but we're, st- we're aware of it. But mm. it's not done intelligently. Like, it, all, it feels a little dim-witted sometimes. Like it is, kind of, and it's, it's funny yeah. because it's, it almost starts out intelligently, yeah. and then it's, then it's like they just lost, lost the grip on it. But my biggest problem that it didn't work um, as well as I, yeah, I think it should have was because the, the actual characters, Chloe Grace Moretz's character... She was, you know, a bit of a loser at high school. Apparently, she's really scared about losing her friends. Yet, she's a party girl? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, hold on. Where, where is this? Like, just because she whips out a joint randomly in the middle of that fucking sorority first meet with Selena Gomez. Which was fucking weird as anyway. Like, in any so circumstance, awkward. that's a weird form of behavior to have, like, to pull out yeah. pot. It's, they weren't like sitting at the back having a party having some drinks it was just literally within her induction like yeah no. that was fucking weird eh? And that's where i feel like it started to get really forced as they were really trying to push us like this girl can do whatever she wants and why does it why does whatever she wants to do have to be smoking weed this is my one problem with seth rogan it's like it's always about fucking weed and yeah. you know it was funny in pineapple express but it's just it almost, besides that fantastic fucking um, uh, tailgate party scene where they steal all the weed. Fuck, that's so fucking great, right? That was what, That is right? a great scene, yeah. Besides that, and, you know, them selling weed to make money to whatever. Like, why does Chloe Moretz need to be a stoner? Why can't she just want to party? Like, normal, like, and I understand that's part of partying, but, like, it just seemed really forced. Kind of like, I think it was kind of like, oh, you know, look at chicks. They can do all this stuff. Like, yeah, they can do the things that Seth Rogen and his bros do. Where it's like, it's like, well, no fucking shit. You don't need them to. Like, it's not a, the first one wasn't even that weed heavy, was it? From what I can recall. Uh, like, no, well, he, was... gi- he gives, um, Seth Rogen gives Zach Efron and the boys, like, some weed um, as, like, a, 
welcome to the neighborhood yeah. present. It's kind of funny because he's trying to be a cool guy. He's, he thinks it's yeah. it's cool to give this guy, and it was kind of play on Seth Rogen but as it, well. But it plays on the it plays on the characters a lot in that in that f- the first one, whereas in this it's just kind of like uh, they they get high, ha 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 ha. Yeah. Um, mm. So what yeah, no. I what what's really disappointing with this film is it's yeah it's great that they they're trying to give the females in this movie something more than every other fucking stupid stoner comedy out there but they don't really understand what they're trying to do like they don't understand what real girls are i think yeah <laughs> not that yeah. i do but fucking you know, it just feels know, like they look, don't i'm not in any position to judge that aspect of it i think i just think from a from a character point of view is just a little fucking boring you know like that was one of the things i didn't like about this is that these characters like these are meant to be the antagonists and yet i could happily just watch seth rogan and zach efron shoot the shit for two hours yeah that was kind of what i wanted to see because they weren't really they weren't really fleshed out enough in regards to their sort of hate for seth rogan and roseburn because they don't really hate them. They're pretty much just only doing it because Zac Efron said, no, fuck them. And yeah, it just kind of yeah. spirals from there. But it's, it's, it's mirroring the, the original as well because I remember the only sort of issue I had with the original was that I thought all the, the lads needed a little bit more to their characters. Like, yeah. They're all really fun and I really like them because, and I wanted to see more of them. But at least it, it kind of... Like they were just being like a stereotypical frat guy so it's kind of like whatever but these guys they're trying to do something different with these guys and they're but they're not giving them the time yeah or the you know the character development to to really reach the goal that i think they're setting for themselves they're fucking evil like they steal everything in their home oh man and like break into their house and like like i don't know i was kind of like that's really fucked like it just I don't know what it was about it, but it made me uncomfortable. Like, it wasn't Yeah, funny. I know. It, it felt like a step too far that these these kind like, of girls wouldn't take. Like, and, I, and maybe yeah. that's the... That's supposed to be the point, is that the girls are actually becoming something that they hate. Yeah. You know, which kind of comes out in the end. Like, they, they throw that big normal frat party where they have to dress all slutty and be all that yeah. sort of thing. And another funny thing I thought was, like, why is it... The girls, so is it because they wear hoodies that makes them different Different girls? Like, you know, when the, all the sorority girls rock up and they say, oh, do we have to wear hoodies? Because we like dressing pretty. It's like, they're still kind of dressed up and stuff, I thought. Like, there was nothing, I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know. It, it, this is what I mean. Like, they, they didn't need to, there's some things they didn't need to bring up. Like, that whole thing. Like, they still dress nice. They just dress the way they want to fucking dress. And I don't think anyone has ever had an issue with that. I think that's just something they're trying to force down your throat. Like, oh, it's a cool place where you can hang out and do whatever. It's like, well, no fucking shit. We, you've made that clear, you mm. know? But like, why the fuck are these characters stealing things? And why are they doing this stuff when in reality, it just it just kind of feels nasty. Even the whole weed thing like felt justified. How like these girls like arrested, got everyone arrested, cornered the market to sell weed. And then... And then, like, yeah. uh, you know, like, I don't know. And Zeth Rogen tr- makes a comment where he's like, man, we're in too deep. We've called, we've made so many bad decisions throughout this process. And I thought that was really funny, but <laughs> it was a cop-out. Like, it was a fucking yeah. shit cop-out. But, yeah. I mean, like, that was kind of one of the things I really didn't enjoy about it was was the, that sort of lack of build for these characters. Like, Chloe goes from Red's get a bit. I love the part where fucking Frasier is his da- her dad. Yeah. 
<laughs> comes yeah, in. That was that fun. was fucking gold. I don't know. I was just kind of expecting a little a little more. I think in that regard. Well, another uh, another thing that kind of annoyed me, and I don't know if it was supposed to be like ironic, yeah. was when all the girls were just in bikinis out the front of Seth Rogen's house, and he had to like push through them. Yeah. Like I was like, this is kind of going against what I think they're trying to say, but then is it ironic? Like, I, I just wasn't yeah. sure. No, you're right. Like, because the, at the end, they're all upset that they, they're all upset that the, they have to be sexualized, but they do it to themselves. Yeah. Anyway? Fuck, I didn't even know that. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. It was a hilarious scene. I thought it was great. Like, there was, when all yeah. like, the chicks were all over his car and, his, and, <laughs> and Rose Bird came out. making them sexier. Yeah. Yeah, hit him with the, with the hose. Fuck, I had it. Yeah, it's a good laugh, but it's, yeah, I just don't know if it was what they were trying to do. I love, I fucking love the two of them trying to parent. That was hilarious to me. Yeah. That bit where Chloe Grace and Retz comes in, the, the baby waves to her and she's like, do you, do you think you see people? Yeah. But I can't see them too. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> Fuck, that was funny. Oh that made God. me think, I don't know, I don't know if it was, but it made me think of um, Insidious because Rose Burns in Insidious and her kids see ghosts and shit. And I was like, oh, ooh, really? is, that, is that a tip of the hat? I don't know. But it was funny. That probably, that probably would be a tip of the hat if that's... Yeah, knowing Seth Rogen and, yeah. and Evan Goldberg. I, I really liked when Seth Rogen and, and Rose Byrne are going off at each other arguing over who's the worst parent. The worst parent. And yeah. Seth Rogen says that he, he forgot about her and just went to Taco Bell. <laughs> I forgot that she even existed and just went to Taco Bell. <laughs> Fucking hell, that was funny. At the core of this movie, it's still a classic Seth Rogen romp. And that's what makes this enjoyable. Like I've sat here and I can I can rag on, on the character development and the the failure at the social commentary in, in parts. Like there are good parts. I, I will say like the Franco thing, really good, but it's just good fun at the end it of the is. day. It is and great fun and it stays great fun. The pot scene is the fucking best scene in the whole film. The amount of like awesome zooms that I the, see, they're so great. The tailgate party one. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Like such a great it's scene. It's just a it's really like, well done scene. Like, and even like, I think it's, because in another movie, the the lead actor getting up and stripping down like Zac Efron does, I would kind of be would like, be, oh, righto, yeah. mate, there, put your shit back on. But because Zac Efron seems like he just gets it, he knows he's good looking and he's willing to make fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it just really worked. And I love that like all the girls are just like, Ugh, and the one who's supposed to be, you know, watching the weed is like, I'm only human. (laughs) Like shit like that. I love, I just love the bit where he's like, I'm going to take my shirt off and distract the girls. And he's like, you're going to distract a whole sorority with that. Just you dancing. And everyone's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's that's exactly what's going to happen. It normally works. And I was just like, fuck this. It's just a great scene. Like such a fantastic scene. Yeah. That epic fucking jump that Chloe Moretz does over the ute. Oh, the fucking pole vault. Pole vault. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is what I, I kind of want from these sort of movies. I just want fun, and I got fun. So yeah, no, and it was fun. It was really fun. It stays that way. And all the fucking cameos, like they were great too. There were all these little cameos, like Fogel's in it from the first one. Fogel, yeah. I kind of wish he was um, a bigger in part, it a bit, yeah. bo- a bit more. I'd like to have seen those guys come back into it a little bit more. But it was just great to see them there to start with. So mm. no, look, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was great, a great time. I don't really have any major issues. I had a, like I was laughing a lot throughout it. And that's all that matters in a comedy. 
you're damn fucking right it is, son. Oh, shit. Shit. Well, I'm done. You want to fucking wrap this shit up? Yeah, man. I had a really great time watching this. Really great time. Um, it was really fun. There are some issues with it, but in reality, it's just a stoner comedy and it's a sequel to a stoner comedy. But it's really funny, like, for a sequel. Normally, the shit fails. I give it a three out of five. Yeah, look, the thing that works the most for me with this movie and the first one is that I can just relate to it. I feel like everything that Seth Rogen and, and Rose Byrne are going through... Look, I'm not having kids and I don't own a house and I don't, I'm not going through the problems, but I know people who are and I know how, like me, me and my girlfriend Beck were watching it and we will just say like, there's so many times that we would be like, yep, that's you and, or that's yeah. me. That's what we would do. <laughs> we would totally do that. Like if we had a, a bunch of fucking young kids next to us, I'm sure we would go over and try and be like the cool older guys and they'd all think we're fucking weird. But so I, I get it. I get it. It's fucking awkward as shit. And that's my life. But anyway, that's why I feel that it's like a lot of fun because I can poke fun at it and they poke fun at it and everybody, you know, around my age is like, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing that works the most. And it still has a lot of heart in it. Like every, like you still really like all these characters. Like everyone's going up against each other and and whatever, but you still really like them. And seeing Zac Efron and Seth Rogen team up is like, because Zac Efron was so good in the first one, it's just so nice to see them on the same side. Like, we, it's great. It, they work so well together and they bounce well off each other as actors. So I'd love to see more of it. And I'd love to see Zac Efron do more of this sort of comedy because it's it's really working for him it, like like it did with Channing Tatum but I, I just actually, want to see him in more shit yeah yeah he's very talented he's a very good guy so I'd, I'd like to see more of him as well yeah the social commentary side of things is great what they're trying to do there's a few messages in there that you know we could all listen to but they haven't quite hit the nail on the head but props for fucking trying I had a lot of fun I had a good laugh I give it a 3 out of 5 as well lovely well this is a bloody good last little quick review you know yes no nice mucking around so we're going to change it up again next week uh we're going to watch a kids movie Ooh. based off a popular mobile video game angry birds fuck mm. right yeah angry birds mm. yeah not x-men fuck you guys no not yet x-men apocalypse i think is the week after so we'll get oh, into it shit Right. But next week is Angry Birds. I'm um I am interested in this movie. I quite like the game. <laughs> it's yeah, I'm pretty keen. It's strange that they uh, like it's not strange that they made a movie out of this. Like it is fucking huge. Like you see all like the toys and shit around now. Yeah. Like I seen some great toys the other day. Like you can actually like some Lego, and you actually like fling the birds into the Lego and break it. And I'm like, I kind of want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. You and toys, man. You and yeah, toys. Yeah, I like toys. See, I look, like, like I said, I'm not ready to be an adult yet. <laughs> I want to go see Angry Birds, goddammit. So let's do that next week. <laughs> let's do it. Anyway, as always, like our podcast. Fucking no, fuck that sentence up. Anyway, as always, like our podcast on Facebook and on Podbean. Make sure you download that shit on iTunes as well. Have a great time. Enjoy the rest of whatever the fuck you're doing at this moment. Probably jacking off. Play the music, fish. I'm aware I'm a king. Back at the tomb, bitch. Back at the room, bitch. Stop all that coon shit. 
These niggas ain't doing shit. Them niggas ain't doing shit. Come on, homie, what happened? You niggas ain't breathing, you gasping. These niggas ain't ready for action. Ready, ready for action. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Bad Neighbors 2 its marketing or its soundtrack and no infringement is intended the track black skinhead is performed by kanye west so follow me you could shit about to go ah! i'm doing 500 i'm out of control ah! but there's nowhere to go ah! and there's no way to slow ah! if i knew what i knew in the past i would have been blacked out on your ass